0: Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. Today, I'm so excited to have Chris Keenan here. Chris has one of the most powerful weight loss stories of anyone I know. Listen as she discusses how she lost 90 pounds, 9-0, throughout the course of nine months by starting with walking moving to kind of a a slog to eventually a jog and then a run you guys it did not come easily she gets really raw the theme in this conversation is transformation and she did it through healthy habits and running this is part one of two in a conversation with chris so after you hear this one make sure you look in your queue for part two without further ado here's chris keenan a podcast for moms who are focused on their physical Mm well-being talk to me about that specifically when you had kids my age
1: okay or my kids age yeah yeah um so I I was a mother very young I had my first son when I was 18 I graduated high school with him eight months pregnant um and I hear you always say like four under four well I had three by the time I was 23 So, uh, I went from literally high school to being a mother of back to back, back to back, back to back, and just having to work to provide. And I, I didn't go to college right away. I worked two jobs. And, um, so yeah, um, I didn't have a lot of time for myself. And when I did finally decide that it was time for me, it was more in my story, I said it It is more for vanity purposes. Like I was young. I didn't know anything about bad health. I was, I was overweight and obese, but I was healthy. Or at least I thought I never had any issues, you know, yeah. but, um,
0: now when you say overweight and obese, (laughs) I mean, look, I'm looking at you right now. Um, I asked, you know, I'll tell folks, I asked your size just because like, I wanted to know, like, in Ziya sizes, right? Mm-hmm. So like you're a medium in Zaya. Talk to me about where you were at this time that you're describing.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was a size 22, 24. Um, and that's kind of how the back in my day, that was a while ago, but that's what the sizes were. I mean, you see them now like eight, 10 and, and then 12, whatever, 14. So I was a 22, 24. Um, I had to shop at specialty stores like Lane Bryant and, um, you know I guess Walmart had some stuff, but yeah, it was like I couldn't go to a regular store and buy regular clothes. I had mm-hmm. to go to specialty stores uh and i am tall, so um yeah. <laughs> that was
0: well, unless anybody think that either of us are like totally focused on the aesthetics, I'm saying these numbers, Chris, because like i want I want folks look at you <laughs> now, you're fit like. It's great to see, and we're doing this podcast as a live on Facebook and Instagram as well. So, like, folks can – and I'll even put a tile up and show, like, how fit you are. Um, But I want – like, when you say those numbers, the people listening on audio only can visualize what a size 22, 24 looks like, Mm -hmm. and then what a size 8 looks like. Talk to Mm -hmm. me about how you felt during that time, though, that you were on the upper end of that scale.
1: Yeah, so I felt ugly, and no one would look at me – um I you know I I just always felt like people would look at me and you're, you're ugly and and that's how I felt. I felt ugly. Mm. Um so I had a very strong personality to try and overcome the way I felt. Okay. Um I was always the best at whatever I did. I still try to be that way. <laughs> but old habits old, die hard. <laughs> no, no. But I just felt like I had to work harder to get um the attention or the recognition that I felt like I deserved. Um I was in retail and uh and and it's a terrible thing that what but it's it is a thing. Um but they always say hire pretty people because they'll sell more. And as an obese <sighs> person I I had to sell <sighs> my butt off. And I did. I mean I won trips. I was twenty three years old but at one point I made sixty three thousand a year. Back in 2000 in retail, in retail because I literally <laughs>
0: baller status sold
1: my butt off. Mm-hmm. Um, But I mean, it wasn't easy. You know, I wasn't the appealing person that people just draw to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's that was you become used to that, and you adjust to it, and you're just like, I'm never going to be someone that someone looks at and says, "Oh, she's pretty." I had someone look who was forced to spend time with me tell me that I had pretty eyes once or my face was pretty. But, you know, and that for, for people who are overweight, I'm sure they can relate. They feel like that and they get those, oh, you, but, you know, you have a small waist. <laughs> I, I'm a hippie girl. And even at 22, 24, they said I had a small waist for how big everything else was. <laughs> but I can laugh at it now. But, I mean, those things stick with you. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, that's yeah. not really... Those people are not who made me want to change. Um, And believe it or not, if I can go into that already, if that's okay. (laughs) I want you to go into
0: it. And I'll tell you personally. I mean, you know me personally. um, Actually, since you've known me, it's like I'm always pregnant or postpartum. Um, like I haven't struggled with my weight like you have, but I do have a background in health promotion. I spent a lot of time as a health coach and we were like the pre program for bariatrics. Mm-hmm. So like I have worked with clients who, when you're like, Hey, can you give me an update on your weight? They're like, Oh, like a home scale doesn't accommodate these folks. They have to, I, I vividly remember a guy who worked at ConAgra foods and he would have to go to the warehouse yep. and step on the warehouse scale to give me a weight for his, Health coaching program. Yep. So I want to let you know that, like, um, ah, I, I don't under I don't understand what you've gone through, but um, I have empathy mm-hmm. for what you've gone through, having that
1: background. I was actually going through a divorce and ended up moving to Colorado to be close to family, and then I met this awesome guy. And I tell you what, I still for a long time thought, like, why did he want anything to do with me? I had three kids. I was fat. Like I was broke. What do I have to offer this guy? And yet he still chose me. <laughs> I still to this day I'm like, I don't get it. He was gorgeous and solid and young and athletic and he was like my dream guy. He treated me nice and took me out on dates and um we Ended up dating, and he got PCS somewhere else, and we just weren't ready to. make and That's the next permanent one.
0: change of station for those yes. who are not. Yes, you know military.
1: We, sorry. We've got
0: some run left, mom listeners <laughs> that don't know the military acronyms. Yeah.
1: So at this time I'm in Colorado, and he got PCS to Chicago, and I took a job in Phoenix. Um, didn't know anybody in Phoenix. Literally just me and my kids picked up and went to Phoenix where we started a new life. But we stayed in touch, and um, we had made a a decision that in about every three months we'll try to see each other if we're still talking or whatever, Mm -hmm. talking, dating, where there was no expectation. So in my mind, I was like, okay, I want to try and look a little bit different the next time I see him. I And I knew what his weight was. It was like 215. And and that sounds like a a lot, but he's tall and he's very muscular. He played football in college and high school. So he's a big dude.
0: I know him. Yeah. He looks like an Under Armour model. (laughs) Like, you know, like that guy, that click clack guy in the catalog. Yeah. That, that's what he, sorry. He does. (laughs) He does. He's going to love you for that. It's true.
1: (laughs) Um, so I was like, I just want to at least weigh what he weighs the next time I see him. And at this time I was like 240 ish pounds. Um, so (sighs) I just did what made common sense. I couldn't afford a trainer. I didn't know anything about exercise and diet. So I was just like, okay, I know I need to move my body and I know I need to change the way I eat. Um, I drank sodas. Like I didn't drink water. Like my beverage was Coke, 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 Coke. And you know how many calories is in one can. I probably drank five to six or seven or eight a day. It's like
0: 150 calories and 22 grams of sugar. (laughs) Old habits die hard. I know coach. it. <laughs> I
1: know it. And I was a sweet tea freak. So not only am I just pounding sugar in my Coke, I'm pounding sugar in sweet tea. And uh, so when I moved to Phoenix, the water there is just like Colorado to Phoenix. Okay. Water from the mountains is delicious. You move to Phoenix, the water's disgusting. And that so that was easy. I didn't like sweet tea anymore because it tastes gross. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try this Diet Coke. And, and again, I don't know anything about health, but Diet Coke didn't have any calories. Mm-hmm. Um, so I changed and I started drinking water. So, um, so there's like hundreds of calories a day already that I've been able to cut. Um, I decided, okay, th- single parent of three kids, I decided I'm going to pay for three months of a gym membership because money motivated me because I needed money. I had no Mm -hmm. money to, so to spend something, spend money on something frivolous, like a gym membership was just like, you know, I'm literally taking food out of our mouths to pay for the gym membership. Um, Is that,
0: did you, (laughs) so on this podcast, we've explored mom guilt before, like what's going on? Are you just like, I'm going to do it anyway. Did you feel guilty? Like,
1: um, I mean, it was a decision. Um, it was a decision. I didn't, I don't think I felt guilty. I felt like this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it and we'll just, we're going to make it work.
0: I mean, cause looking at your size eight self, right? Like, it's like, Oh, that was an awesome decision. You did something for you, girl. (laughs) But I mean, you're broke and you've got the kids. Like, I'm sure it felt a lot different, several sizes and many pounds ago. Yep.
1: No, it was just like a, a literally a step of, of fate. Like I know I need to be doing something else with this money, but I know that this is what I really want to try. I'm gonna try it, mm-hmm. and um and and just everything else is just gonna have to work. I'm like I'm already saving money on <laughs> on all that sugar that I'm not drinking. True. <laughs> <laughs> so that's true. So um <laughs> and the good thing that I liked about the gym membership is because again my kids were all still very young. Very very young, that um, they had the built-in daycare. Uh, so yeah, we, I literally after work picked them up. We went straight to the gym mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. Now, wardrobe was a whole nother issue because I didn't know anything about anything. So I just put on what I could move in, and the shoes that I had um, were terrible. And when you get to the gym and you're not a gym person and you're you're I'm literally like technically obese, you Mm -hmm.
0: know, like Um, on the BMI chart or whatever. Oh yeah.
1: I'm like off the chart. But, um, so I walk in and you know, most gyms is like, if you sign up, you get to meet with a personal trainer for the first, Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. So I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, I need all the help I can get, but it wasn't the, like a real personal training session. It was like, okay, let's weigh you and here, go get on a bike and just stay there for 30 minutes. And so I didn't like the bike because I felt like I wasn't doing anything.
0: <laughs> that is, I'm laughing about it now because you're a triathlete. <laughs> I, I,
1: I it's talked so about it.
0: funny to hear you say that. <laughs> well, you didn't feel like a, you were doing it's anything. A, it's
1: a, what do you call it, a recumbent bike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel, I'm like, I'm just sitting here and I'm going, uh, like, even then at my <sighs> obese state, I was like, this isn't really, I don't feel like I'm being challenged.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> From the in the trainer's defense, you know why they did that. I mean you're a health professional. Right. You've since gone on to teach boot camp classes and Chris you're now a RCA yep. certified running coach like you are a fitness professional. you know right. why they put you on the well, recumbent I bike
1: I I've, I've been a personal trainer certified I've had mm-hmm. my crossfit level 1 I have crossfit endurance now I've got the RRC. so I and I went to exercise science in at Methodist University yeah.
0: so, so for I, no. folks that don't have our backgrounds <laughs> they put you on the recumbent bike because um, risk mitigation yep. and if an overweight person comes in there like getting on the the taller bike that might have challenged you more or putting you on an elliptical where you might have lost your balance is it's too dangerous. much of a liability for mm-hmm. them. And so that, ah, it's a rock and a hard place, yep. right? Because they do need to keep you safe. Yep. But at the same time, when we're exposing people to exercise for the first time, somebody who's hungry like you, you're telling me about your retail experience, yep. like you're hungry for it. Yep. And so not to feel challenged, ugh, yep. what a bummer.
1: So, you know, and it's not like she stayed. She didn't stay with me. So when I, when oh. she cut around the corner, I was... I, I chunked. You left? I chucked deuces. No, I didn't leave, but I left that bike. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! <laughs> I left the bike and I went upstairs to the treadmill. And I was like, okay, at least I, I'm going to walk. Because I know I can walk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I didn't feel unhealthy. So I knew I could walk. So I started walking and I made sure I was walking at a pace that I could it was challenging. Like I'm breathing hard. It's, it's, it's a challenge. And I was like 30 minutes, just do 30 minutes. And then I, I literally went there six days a week. And when walking got hard, I threw in and I call it a a little shuffle first until I just couldn't breathe. And then I'd back down to walk, just common sense. Yes. It's just common sense. And then
0: see, people can (laughs) see me now. I'm fist pumping the air because I, a lot of times when people are like, where do I start? That's so wise, Chris, and you were young. Yeah. That's really wise. People want some, like, hard-hitting CrossFit routine, and, like, walking requires no special skill, no special equipment. Everybody knows how to do it, and you just start and build and build and Like, I paint this picture for folks all the time, but, like, this is your experience. Mm -hmm. I love it. When So, like, how long do you think it took you between... Okay, I'm going to get on this treadmill and I'm just going to walk to Okay, I'm going to introduce a shuffle every so often. Like would you say it was a month, a no. week?
1: No. I I want to say I started introducing a shuffle probably within the first week or two. Awesome. Yeah. Just, awesome. Just, I'm an like I'm a pusher of okay. myself. <laughs> Good. Good. So, but I only paid for 3 months and I I think I I remember we weighed in maybe weekly. Okay. And the first week, nothing. Second week, nothing. And I was getting frustrated, mm-hmm. but I also knew that it was common sense. Like something, I know that I am doing something that's going to have to eventually affect change because I'm not doing what I used to do. So I just stuck with it. I was so frustrated, but I was like, "I'm just." I was paid it for the gym services. that made
0: you weigh in, or were yeah. you like, "I that need to weigh in"? Trainer lady. Um, she so was, hindsight. Yeah. Would you have weighed in? You know what I mean? Like, would you have chosen something else? I mean, obviously, if God wanted you to have a holy grail pants or a, you know, he would have put it on your heart. But like, I don't know, like if there's somebody out there right now, that's like, okay, I could take this journey. I could start walking. Mm -hmm. Would you recommend based on your personal experience that they weigh in or would you recommend something else? When
1: I was training and my, my audience were people who were like me because Mm -hmm. that's who I attracted with my story, I would always tell them for the first month, I just went ahead and told them, you're not going to see any change. So if you step on the scale, this is what to expect, nothing, but you got to stick with it. Yep.
0: That's a hard sell. <laughs> you're going to work your bum off yeah. and there are going to be no results for the first yeah. month.
1: Well, cause then if there is, then, then it's like, okay, they're excited. But for the most mm-hmm. part, I just want, I'm one of those realistic, I'm going to tell you like it is type people and that's the reality: is that it takes time. It, it, I didn't gain all that weight in a month, so how can I expect to lose it in a month? Mm-hmm. So, I, and I tell, I, I would tell them, you can step on the scale if you want to, but this is what you're gonna see, nothing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I say, give it at least a month, and then, and then we can start hoping for something. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's just what I've learned. Not because that's what a book told me to do or anything like Mm -hmm. that, but that's just my own personal experience.
0: I'm big on visuals. I would almost even tell somebody, put a big piece of like, like um, duct tape, something you can't see through and write yourself a love note. Keep going. Yeah. Get off of this thing. You fool. Whatever's going to motivate you put it over that number portion. That way you're not tempted to be a slave to the numbers those are really tough handcuffs
1: that's funny because that's what I used to tell my clients find an old picture of yourself that you really like or find a magazine of a person that you think that you would like to look like and keep that as your this is why Mm -hmm. you know if it's because of visual Mm -hmm. or if it's because of health whatever that is you need to revisit it and find your why
0: maybe it's a grandchild yeah or um a race Mm -hmm. or something I like that I like that
1: yep so I, I want to say it took about, I think it took about a month, but it was literally like, it felt like it went from, I didn't lose anything. I didn't lose anything. I didn't lose anything to a week later, 12 pounds. Like it was like that. And I was so excited. Like I was hooked. On, you couldn't tell me to stop because I'm not because it, I because it paid off. It yes. was finally starting to pay off. Yes. And I was able to let the gym go three months. Because I, I created a habit and I was hooked Mm -hmm. and, and it was a routine after work, pick up the kids, go to the gym after work, pick up the kids, go to the gym. Saturday morning we would go. And then Sunday was my day to clean and be with the kids and do whatever, whatever.
0: So what I hear you saying is you, it wasn't the gym membership that changed. It was your habits that changed. Exactly.
1: I knew I had created a habit, so I didn't need to spend that money more because I lived in an apartment complex, and they had that at the apartment. Mm-hmm. But initially, I knew that I needed something to motivate me, and money was motivating mm-hmm. for me. Um, so then I would literally just go to the gym in my little apartment complex and get on that treadmill. I got to the point where I was able to run three to four miles six days a week within the first nine months. And I'm talking about on a treadmill, if you're looking at the speed – Anywhere from a 6 to a 6.4 on the treadmill in nine
0: months. That's moving. Yes. That's moving. Yes. That's awesome. Yep. So like literally you had this habitual transformation and it sounds like for your self image and your self like concept, Mm -hmm. this transformation through running in nine months, nine months, I lost 90 pounds
1: and I didn't do anything but run nothing but run because that's all I knew. And that's where the love for running came from. Yeah.
0: You know, I heard on the topic of weight loss, I heard um, it's Chris Pratt that was on The Office and Mm -hmm. does all the superhero Mm -hmm. movies. He was talking about in his own transformation how when you think about nine months from now, from this point, so like if I'm thinking of now till November, (gasps) that seems so far away. But if I think about nine months ago, Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem long at all. I can tell you exactly what I was doing last whatever nine months mm-hmm. is, April or May or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um nine months and ninety-nine zero pounds. I want to make sure everyone is hearing that right. Yep. Wow.
1: Yep.
0: Wow.
1: So I obviously weighed a lot less than my husband by the by the <laughs> time it was all over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Here's the part where I'm really happy that we have an outro in this podcast. When Chris and I got done recording both parts, we realized that we kinda left you hanging there on the guy. That man that she's talking about that saw her beauty when she was at her largest, he is her now husband and they've been married for many years. Yes, there's a happy ending there. I loved when she said in this episode that it wasn't the gym membership it was the habit that she had created in those three months. And I hope that that inspires you to create a healthy habit. I want to remind you that there's a part two to this episode where you'll hear one about Chris's weight loss relapse and how she got back on the track. And then two, hear about how she transforms into a triathlete. She is a healthy grandma now, and part of that is in being a triathlete. Listen to part two. Thank you so much, Chris, for coming on and sharing about your weight loss transformation. And until I get in your earpiece again, remember, for while bodily training is of some value, Godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8 and this has been the Run Lift Mom Podcast. Like what you heard? I am just getting started with the Run Lift Mom podcast. And as a newbie podcaster, it is really helpful for me if you subscribe, rate, and review. And to show you just how much I appreciate that, I'm going to be giving away a Ziya Active item of the week every single week during the month of February. I am calling this my Galentine's celebration and here's how it works. If you have left a review, you are already in the drawing. If you haven't left a review, I would appreciate your honest words. So um, go ahead and leave a review, and then every single week, I'm gonna be doing a drawing for that item of the week. Get excited, I'm new, your odds are good. I want you to experience Zaya as well as the knowledge our great guests are giving us about running, lifting, and momming. This is my audio test, am I doing the podcast in the closet, or Trey's man cave? The closet has more things hanging up, light clothes to absorb the sound, but the man cave looks so much better, for the face, book, live test, test, audio, audio, heady ho!